Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Blue Jackets fans. Happy Monday. Happy Blue Jackets game day. Let's see if they can avoid embarrassing themselves tonight. This is Locked On Blue Jackets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Today, I am going to be yelling about the game against Vegas, mostly. Uh, but before I do that, I have got to thank you all for making this your first listen of the day. If you are a first-time listener or a regular listener, I appreciate you. And uh, thanks for jumping on board. We have fun here, so hopefully you do too. So, the game against Vegas. Uh, the first period, great. Loved it. Up to nothing. Everything is good. We are out shooting them. Uh, I saw a stat after the game that said we had 74% of the expected goals in the first period. Uh, And then after that, it kind of went downhill a little bit. Um, So let's, let's talk about it because I don't know what went wrong. Um, I'm glad that I waited a couple of days to record this because if I had recorded this immediately after the game, there would have just been a whole lot of shouting. Um, As it is, I have cooled off a little bit, but I'm still kind of, kind of heated. The game started super well. I hadn't even turned the game on yet, and Gus Nyquist had scored, so I was like, okay, cool, this looks good, everything looks great. Uh, Isaac Texier with an incredible shorthanded goal where he just kind of took Mark Stone's lunch money basically. Uh, He's second in the team in goals at the minute, which for a guy that's on the fourth line, pretty, pretty good. I'm a big fan of Texier, as we all know. It looks like he's really kind of taking that step forward that we talked about in the offseason that we needed him to, to take. Even though he's on the fourth line, he's still doing doing everything right. You know, sometimes guys thrive in situations like that. Look at the the bottom line for um, the New York Islanders. They thrive in that kind of situation. So I think Texier is doing the same, and you love to see it. Uh, That was at the 8 minute 42 second marker of the the first period, and that is also the last time the Blue Jackets would score a goal in this game. Second period, Keegan Colasar, former Columbus Blue Jackets draft pick, of course, scores his first goal of the season, uh, followed by Riley Smith's shorthanded goal. Uh, That one was the the killer. Um, Early in the third period, that was... That was rough. Uh, I don't want to put that on Elvis because he was phenomenal, I thought. Uh, but it, it is what it is. It's tied 2-2. I'm like, okay, I don't really want to give Vegas an overtime point, but I guess if we have to go to overtime, it might as well be to someone in the West. We do pretty well in overtime. Uh, and then with, like, six minutes left, Matthias Janmark 
I don't even know how how that happened. There was a shot from the point that bounced off the boards, and I think Elvis just overcommitted just just too much, uh, and somehow Janmark manages to collect that puck off the backboards and tuck it in. Just a stupid, stupid goal. Uh, frustrating, um, but somehow not the most frustrating thing about that game. Uh, Columbus would uh, basically put up not a lot of fight after that. Uh, they put up a little bit, but as I'm going to talk about in a minute, we got outshot really, really badly. Uh, so shots on goal, 13-7 in the first period. It's looking good. Uh, second period, we got outshot 8-14. In the third period, we got a shot 8-14 to 14 as well. We did not have a shot on goal for the first, like, 10 minutes of the, of the period, which seems bad if you're, first of all, trying to hold a lead and then trying to stay tied, and obviously it comes back and bites them, and it's just... It's, it's not acceptable. Like, again, going back to that, that stat, the 74% of, of expected goals dropped to 15% in the second period and then uh, dropped to 4% in the third. And it's it's just not good enough. Uh, but that is, that is a rant for just a minute because I have got to tell you about... Direct TV. Does it sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favourite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbour's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favourites together like never before, so you can watch your favourite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. I mean, no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and here's the best bit, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com, that is D-I-R-E-C-T-V dot com. Compatible device required, content varies by package. Welcome back to Lockdown Blue Jackets. Thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. I super appreciate it. If you are a first-time listener or a regular listener, you are welcome. Okay, so... You can't play games like that. You just can't. The first 22 minutes of that game were great. And after that, it looks like they literally died on the ice. Like, it was it was embarrassing. It was, it was ridiculous. You can't... You can't go up to nothing and then think, oh, okay, I'm just going to coast for the rest of the game. And that looks like it's it's what happened. Like, the third period was especially bad. The second period wasn't great. Um, but when you have such a good first period and then you just kind of stop playing, like, it's, it's unacceptable. And it's frustrating to watch. Um, I mean, as someone who is, you know, seven hours ahead of Vegas, I was up very very late watching this game and it's extremely aggravating to me but even to someone back in back in columbus you know the game finishes at what like 
half past midnight or something, like, you stay up late. And apparently the Blue Jackets did not do the same. They were like, oh, it's it's bedtime, like, after the first period. So we'll just, we'll just coast from here on out. And it's so aggravating. It's so painful to watch because this is a team that we've seen can compete for 60 minutes. And I, I've talked about it before on this podcast. I don't mind losing if you try the entire time. You know, this is a very young team. We have already won more games than I thought we would in at uh, this point in the season. You know, we're, after this game, we're 9-6, and six, and I would have been way less surprised if we were 6-9. and nine. Um, You know, we had the best start in franchise history in the first, through first 10 games. Um, but it's just... If you try and lose, or if you get goalied, which has happened, both of these things have happened to the Blue Jackets so far this season. Like, I don't like losing, but I could understand if you just couldn't get it done. This looked like they gave up, and I don't get it. Uh, and for whatever reason, it, I don't know, it was, it was just bad. And I don't know if that's because Vegas outplayed them or if we just stopped trying. Uh, but I suspect a little bit of both. But when you're watching guys, you know, get trapped in your own zone for multiple shifts, I felt like every time... I felt like there was a bunch of times in this game where I would look up and realise, oh, we're still... We're still stuck in our own zone here, and like, okay, it it only resulted in three goals against. It could have easily been double that. I thought um, Elvis was great as he usually is. Uh, again, we talked about this on on the podcast last week. Sometimes Elvis is ordinary, and the team pulls out a win around him. Sometimes Elvis is phenomenal, and keeps the team in it, and then loses anyway, and that was kind of, that was kind of what happened, it felt like Elvis was the only one that was interested in playing a full, a full 60 minutes, and I don't know what the, what the solution is there, um, the shorthanded goal was frustrating, the power play has been really good so far, um, and I don't know, just the whole, the whole game was, was, stupid and I wish I had better analysis than that um I do think there were some things that that were good uh we dominated on we continue to dominate on face-offs um the penalty kill was good uh 0 for 4 that continues to to improve even as the power play kind of backslides a little um in terms of face-off percentage just again, continuing to continuing to to do well. Uh, Boone Jenner is ninth in the league at fifty seven percent, which is pretty pretty good uh, in terms of team wide face off percentage. We are ninth as well at fifty two point two, which you 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 love to see it honestly, and I feel like that's something we struggled with for a long time is face-offs so I'm extremely excited to to see us winning face-offs and I do think that has been um a driving factor in the the goals we've been scoring and 
success on the power play because if you win the face-off starting with the power play then you have the puck at the beginning of the two minutes you don't have to chase the other team around and then go back and recover and you know I am not as I've talked about um a couple of weeks ago I like the idea of fancy stats I'm not super good at them uh but I like to think that a lot a big contributor towards the fact that we've basically been outscoring expected measures is because of face-offs um so that's good that i would like that to continue uh we have slowly been improving our on ice offense uh i think we we are uh we were positive actually um in terms of our on ice offense um let me just pull up hockey viz uh in terms of the 5v5 offense we are one percent better than league average which i think we were like minus eight the last time i checked so that's obviously looking pretty pretty positive um shots allowed on defense we're still not great uh plus eight percent that we have this area right around the right, right around the crease where we apparently just let guys walk in and do what they want um so that's frustrating finishing continues to be uh just a tick above expected and safe percentage continues to be a, a little bit above uh what's expected as well so we are regressing slightly but we also seem to be regressing in good ways in terms of uh, underlying stats and also regressing, but not quite to the mean for things like shooting and save percentage, which is pretty good. Um, other things like I liked about that game, there wasn't a ton. I like the Texier got a goal. I like the Gus Nyquist got a goal. Um, Mike Stomi, I thought, looked, looked pretty good in his return. Uh, he is... Someone who, uh, it, it's it's frustrating because it's tough to really gauge what kind of season he's having, obviously, because he's been in and out of the lineup. And every time he's come back so far, he's looked pretty good and then almost immediately gotten hurt again. So if he could put together a stretch of like five games where he's in the lineup and not injured, that would be, that would be great. It would be really good to see kind of whether it's, just a fluke that he's coming back and obviously he's you know he's had 10 days or two weeks or whatever of not playing and obviously he's gonna look fresh um so you know i would love to see if this energy can continue past like two or three games um someone else that impressed me in the game actually uh andrew peak i thought he had a really strong game uh, i think he's been having a really strong season uh, i've been pretty high on on andrew peak for a while now and a lot of the the blue jackets people that i've spoken to the monsters people that i've spoken to are also really high on him and so i'm really excited to see him taking a step forward uh he's playing with uh vladislav gavrikov for the most part of the minute i think and so that's really great to see that second pairing guy uh and i like I like what he's doing. He, I know that there was a lot of talk about how he needed to be bigger and more aggressive and he needed to hit people more, but he's been making some really good plays. Um, you know, I don't think hitting is a necessary part of this game if you have the puck a lot. 
so you know but that's that's a rant for another day uh my my rant for today has been about how we need to play for longer than 22 minutes um so yeah of, of an entire roster there was like four guys that get to get to be free of my wrath everyone else is on notice um hopefully we can fix that uh we're going again tonight against the buffalo sabers uh, so we'll talk about that in just a minute but first i've got to tell you about bill bar because bill bar is it's back it's been back it's still delicious it's still excellent and uh the holiday is coming up and uh, that means it is the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. You can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. Uh, one slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's, you know, a really small piece of pie. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar, or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of raspberry pie. There are a ton of good flavors at Built Bar that you can replace any pie with. They are low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, high-protein. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bar is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough for you, go for a Built Bar or two. And there is nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Com. So first meeting with the Buffalo Sabres, um, and the Buffalo Sabres are doing their thing that they always do this season, where they have a really strong October, and then they fall off a cliff. Um, they start, again, they started really strong. Currently they're 7, 8, and 2. Uh, they are just below us in the standings with 16 points. Uh, we are at 18 points. So it uh, could be could be interesting. I used to think that a Buffalo game was oh an easy win, uh, and every time I think that, inevitably the Sabers beat us because we've talked about it before. The Blue Jackets tend to play to the level of their opponent. They haven't been doing that as much this season, uh, which I don't know whether that's due to the youth of the team or the freshness of the coaching staff i don't know whether that was a john tortorella thing or not but blue jackets have for the most part been playing not necessarily to the level of their opponent which can be both a good thing and a bad thing um in terms of the sabers it's it is a weird weird team uh buffalo obviously they lost a lot of their best guys uh, Jack Eichel just went to Vegas, which I completely forgot about until we played Vegas, and they were like, oh yeah, Jack Eichel's not playing, and I was like, wait, what? oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, he did just recently have the, the neck surgery, seems like he's on track to recover in time, which is great, uh, but in terms of Buffalo, they seem to be just kind of doing the same old Buffalo thing. Uh, their leading scorers are Tage Thompson and Rasmus Asplund. Uh, I have heard of Tage Thompson before. I have not heard of this Rasmus Asplund guy. Um, just seems like, again, nothing is really working out 
for the Sabres, which is great for us. Uh, bad for the Sabres, um, which usually means that they will come in and beat us. Or we'll go there and they'll beat us, I guess, since this is taking place in, in Buffalo. Um, I don't think it's going to be a fun game. Um, I think it's going to be one of those really annoying games. Uh, kind of... Kind of like uh, the Detroit game a couple of weeks ago, or not even a couple of weeks ago, it was like last week. Um, I don't mean the Detroit game. I think this is going to be a really frustrating game, which bad for me, bad for the team, good for Buffalo, I guess. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this goes to overtime. I just, I have... A feeling that it's going to be one of those really annoying games that we just can't solve the goalie. I think we're going to massively outshoot Buffalo, uh, and I think it's probably going to be a 2 1 or a 3 2 uh, result. I don't know which way. I've given up pre predicting who's going to win each game because every time I predict, I am wrong. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's. It's weird. Coming off of the Vegas game where we played really badly and lost, I would be unsurprised if this is a game where we played really well and still lost. Um, and then, of course, we're going in, we're facing Winnipeg on Wednesday and then Vancouver on Friday, both of which are uh, potential clown shoes games because. Winnipeg, obviously, because of the narrative. I fully expect Pierre-Luc Dubois to get a hat-trick against us, and then Vancouver, because they're so bad, they just got shut out by Chicago. So. It's going to be an interesting week. It's going to be an interesting week. Uh, of the, so, four games, I didn't mention that we're playing St. Louis at the end of the week. Uh, of these four games, I would like us to come out of this with four points. Four to six points, I think, would be would be ideal. I mean, obviously, eight points would be the best, but if we come out of this with between four and six points, I'll be happy. I don't know that we will, but hey, positivity. Um, so that's that's kind of all I've got for you today. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to break down the Buffalo game tonight. Hopefully, a win. Hopefully, I won't have to yell about playing for the full 60 minutes again, uh, and then... Wednesday, we'll do a preview of the Winnipeg Jets, who we haven't faced in a million years. Uh, but that's all from me today. Thank you once again for making me your first listener of the day. Now, go and make Locked on Sabres your second listener of the day to get some perspective from Joe DiBiase, host of Locked on Sabres, about tonight's game. I have been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jacket and wherever you get your podcasts. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.